Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying only on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man. That state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. 
Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert, Monday through Thursday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, and Fridays at 10.30 p.m. Pacific on Ground Zero Dot Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is the Secret Teachings Radio Show. If you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com or tstradio at protonmail.com. You can also find us on social media, tst underscore underscore radio on Twitter and facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. Our website, www.thesecretteachings.info, has our free show archive if you want to listen to the show after the initial broadcast. Or you can search The Secret Teachings on any radio or podcast player or application and listen for free that way. If you'd like to support us, you can subscribe or grab a copy of one of my books on the website again, www.thesecretteachings.info. There are very few things that are more dangerous than uncontrolled and unwarranted speculation about anything. But the one thing that might be more dangerous than uncontrolled and unwarranted speculation is the notion that certain things and certain forms of reasonable speculation are without question never under any circumstance allowed, no matter the situation, no matter the context. That's when dangerous things can happen. Now, by no means do we have any idea, truly, no matter what the doctors say, no matter what the NFL says, we have no idea what happened to the Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin on Monday night football this week against the Cincinnati Bengals. Don't really know. They've made several claims, but they're not 100% sure either, clearly, because if they were, It would have been a done deal from the beginning. They don't know exactly what caused the cardiac event, as some refer to it as. So they just have an official story, and the NFL is playing around with a lot of emotions, and we really don't know what happened. I'm not a football fan myself. I don't really watch football. My fiancé is from Rochester, and she feels homesick sometimes, and the Buffalo Bills are really big there. So she started watching Bill's football this year. Kind of felt like she was at home. And we watched some of the games this year. I think we've watched like, I think, nine or ten of them. Maybe maybe even more than that. We might have watched almost all of them. Um, but we were watching this Monday night football game. And again, I'm not even a football guy, but we were sitting down and watching this. And we saw it live happen. Where DeMar Hamlin was involved in a tackle. He hopped up, took a step or so, and then stopped and fell backwards. Now, initially, the NFL and the ABC broadcast did not show a replay more than one time. Now, at the time when they chose not to show that replay, we didn't know what had happened. Some people thought he was still conscious on the field. And reportedly, he was conscious, and then he lost consciousness. And then when the paramedics came, they performed CPR. The, uh, the live, and I filmed some of this on my TV because I didn't know how much of this was going to, going to uh, be available later. The paramedics said they got him consciously onto the stretcher, into the back of the ambulance. And as they were doing that, he lost consciousness, and they had to perform the CPR. At one point, there was a nine-minute period of time 
when Hamlin was completely unconscious and they were performing CPR on him for that nine minute plus period of time. It was nine minutes from the time they started to the time they came back from break. I think it was over 10 minutes of CPR time on the field. And watching, I mean, I've watched football in my life. I grew up watching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I've, I've never seen professional athletes on a, on, a, on a big stage like that, all of them on both sides, start crying. I honestly thought Hamlin was dead. Uh, Hope and I kept looking at each other and we kept saying, is, is he dead? Because you could see the Bills quarterback... Uh, you could see the um, you could see the the Bengals players, and everybody on both sides looked totally devastated. And the thing that I didn't understand initially was why the NFL wouldn't show the replay, because after the fact they can say, and the ABC broadcasters can say, well, if he died, or if he was in a very serious critical condition. We don't want to show that over and over again. It's disrespectful, and it's it's just kind of wrong, and it's distasteful. But this is also a league in which when someone gets hurt, they always play, like any professional sport, they always play the replay over and over and over again. And they always speculate on what could have happened. You know, if it's hockey, did he get hit with a stick in the face? Did he get hit with a puck? Did it knock a tooth out? There's blood on the ice. Did it? you know, cut his cheek? Did he, you know, get his eye gouged out? There's always speculation. When it comes to football, it's the same kind of a thing. Uh, You know, basketball might be a little different because you don't have all those pads on. So in football, like in hockey, you've got all these pads on. They they try to speculate, you know, was he, did he come down on his ankle the wrong way? Did he, you know, hyperextend something? Did he tear his groin? You know, was he, did his head go backwards? Does he have a concussion? All these things are things that if you've watched sports ever and you've ever seen an injury in any league, you know that they always, always, always speculate on what could have happened. Now, again, after the fact, the NFL and ABC, which is where I was watching the broadcast, the NFL and ABC can say, again, we know he might have died or it was there. I mean, after the fact, of course, he's in critical condition. So we didn't want to show that replay over and over again. That's the only thing that I thought was extremely weird, that they wouldn't show the replay immediately. They, like Usually they'll show it over and over to see what happened. And until we found out that he was, as they loaded him into the ambulance, he became unconscious and they performed CPR, ABC and the NFL did not have an excuse to not show that replay. It, it's a, I don't know if it's a policy, if it's just good or bad TV, but they always show replays. How did the guy go down? How was he injured? Did he get knocked out? What happened? They're always speculating. So when the ABC broadcasters came back from one of the breaks, they were saying, the one thing we don't want to do is speculate because speculation isn't going to help anybody. Speculation can be dangerous, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what really got me. Because, again, initially, they chose not to show the replay of what had happened. And even on Twitter, that replay got pulled down from some pages and some accounts. I think there are way too many copies of it now. 
I even filmed it on my phone. I filmed the replay so I would have a physical copy, or I guess I could not a physical copy, but a digital copy on my phone in case it disappeared. So they didn't show this replay. You had to get onto social media to see it. It got taken down some places. And then ABC comes back after one of the breaks and says, we don't want to speculate. Now, maybe that's because after the fact and they had performed CPR, they don't want to speculate due to the potential graveness, and it certainly was grave in critical condition uh, on the field and in the hospital, and they had to revive him a second time in the hospital, according to his family. Uh, they don't want to speculate. I can understand that that uh, that unwillingness and that... Um, that uh, desire not to speculate at that point. I understand that. But it's when you have all of these elements combined together that people start to get suspicious. Now, I don't know what happened to DeMar Hamlin. Do I think that he had a heart attack on the field from something totally unrelated to football or something that could have been exacerbated because of the contact? I don't know. Do I think that he took a vaccine and that's why he fell back on the field? I don't know. And I mean, that's kind of the whole point. We don't really know. There are some things that are suspicious, but we don't know. The problem is when the media and when doctors and physicians start saying that you can consider and speculate on anything except for the latter, except for vaccines, that's when we have a problem. Because if you can't consider all options, then how can any professional physician seriously make a proper diagnosis if you don't have all of the information? Now, maybe you say, well, you don't have all the information, but these are professionals. These are doctors and physicians, the ones that are attending Hamlin in the hospital. They know what's happening. Okay, so the NFL... And a lot of doctors and physicians start alluding to a cardiac event. And they refer to this cardiac event, which is very, very rare. Something that unless you are in medicine or you just happen to come across this at some point, you probably never heard of it. It's called commotio cortis. Commotio cortis. And that occurs when you experience trauma to your chest that can cause additional waves of electricity to pass through the heart muscle. And this, of course, can throw off the normal rhythm of the heart, which can be very, very deadly. Now, commotio cordis is not something that happens very often. There's about two dozen cases on average every single year. So that's not a lot. And... I suppose it depends on the source that you go to. But in order for this to happen, you have to get hit really, really hard. Like really hard in the exact right place at the exact right time. So when they say it's commodio cortis, what they're actually saying is this is a very rare event. And it just so happens that he was hit at the right time in the right place. And it all was bad luck for the Buffalo Bills safety to Mar Hamlin. Now, that is 
when you think of it from that point of view, again, we don't know, but when you think of it from that, think of it from that point of view, it's almost more like magic. Rather than think of logical things, like obviously somebody with a blow dart in the audience didn't shoot him with some kind of poison that stopped his heart. That, that is, that is well, uh, well over the line of speculation. That's just nonsense, unless there's proof of that. You know, it's a, it's a silly example, but that's nonsense. Is it possible that a vaccine could have contributed to what happened to him? Well, most doctors would say no, but the reality of the situation is, yes, it is possible, so it needs to be considered. It doesn't mean that that is what caused it. It just means that it's a possibility, and if you don't allow people, you don't allow even physicians, professionals, etc., to consider that possibility, how can you make a proper diagnosis? I mean, is such a faith-based reliance not more dangerous than considering all options? Isn't it the opposite of the scientific method to say, okay, we see what happened, and we know for sure without looking at the man in the hospital, we know for sure without doing any investigation that it was not a vaccine. How can you be sure of that? How do you know that? Isn't speculation after all, part of the scientific process. But ABC said, don't speculate, even though that's what sports broadcasters always do when there's an injury. They speculate on, did the player cross the goal line? They speculate on, did the puck cross the line? Is that a goal? They speculate, did the stick hit him in the face? Did he get hit with the puck? Did he bend his leg backwards? Did he get the wind knocked out of him? They always speculate, but they said, no speculation. But isn't speculation part of the scientific process? Scientific process is observation and hypothesis, which lead one to make predictions, to gather data, to analyze that data, and then to draw further conclusions. And then those conclusions can be matched against the original hypothesis and theory, which, if there's a contradiction, the theory or the hypothesis should be changed to match the evidence. If nothing needs to be changed, then great, your theory and hypothesis were spot on, but usually something has to be changed, rather than the other way around, where evidence is altered to match the theory. If you go into the analysis and you say it can't be the vaccine, then you're, you might miss some really critical pieces of information, or you're just going to Smithsonian gate them and just dump them in the ocean, if you will. Just get rid of them because they don't conform to the preconceived notion. And the question, therefore, is if this is how the media, this is what ABC News did, and, and granted, they didn't know. They had no idea. But they said, don't speculate. We don't want to speculate. Again, this is after the fact, after he's clearly in critical condition. So that's understandable if they don't want to speculate for a lot of reasons, maybe legal reasons, a lot of, re- <laughs> excuse me, a lot of reasons they don't want to speculate. I, it's, it's understandable. I understand that. But if that's how the media in general, and if that's how medicine, doctors, physicians, etc., and that's how politicians make decisions, how can we trust anything that anybody says? Because it's an undermining and a restriction on free thought. If you can't speculate, you can't have science. If you can't speculate, you can't have free thought. Without true science and true free thought, I mean, this is the antithesis of the scientific process. Uh, if you can't have free thought, it's basically mind control. And in fact, when speculation is, this is the bottom line, when speculation is ruled out based on dogma, 
than we're asked to believe in magic. That rare circumstances being hit at the right time in the right place or the wrong time in the wrong place, but being hit at the right time in the right place and the way he was breathing and the, the electrical uh, uh, signals in his heart, the way it all came together like an alignment of the planets at that exact moment, and that's what caused the commodio cortis, even though he still hopped up. The weird thing is, the reason that this explanation doesn't make a lot of sense, and maybe a physician could explain it better, and I'm sure that some could explain it better, is that the way that commodio cortis is described is that when you get hit, when there's trauma to the chest, it can cause additional waves of electricity to pass through the heart muscle, and that throws off the heart rhythm, and that can be. It's not always deadly. And, and Hamlin didn't die, but he blacked out on the field, clearly. And maybe he was still kind of conscious, but he fell backwards. He lost the ability to control his body. He just fell back. And then we know that he had to have CPR performed on him for at least minimal nine minutes. Players were crying. And what was the NFL's response to that? You've got five minutes to warm up and get back on the field. Because we've got money to make, okay? That's what the NFL cares about. The NFL doesn't care about their players. I mean, it took publicity, very negative publicity, and it took that Will Smith movie about the concussion, uh, con I think it was called Concussion, to get the NFL to, st and the NFL started spending money on the, oh, look, we got new fancy helmets, and we're doing science to make sure that these players are safe. Really? That's... That, that, why weren't you doing that to begin with? You knew that it was a very dangerous sport. You, you weren't doing the research to keep people safe before. It's like when Wells Fargo ripped their customers off, right? And they opened up accounts in people's names and they opened up insurance policies in people's names and they moved money around and they did all these illegal things. And then Wells Fargo said, oh, now that we, we got caught doing that, we're going to now put you as a customer first. I wasn't first as a customer before. The, the safety of these players wasn't wasn't addressed before the concussion thing became a scandal. It just, you know, the NFL, you got five minutes to get back. That's what they said. You got five minutes to warm up and get back on the field. Imagine, no matter what you think of vaccines, but imagine if the NFL, which had a very strict vaccine policy, imagine if the NFL said you all have to get vaccines to play and all the players, just like the Bengals on Monday, just like the Bills on Monday, just like the coaches of both of those teams and the staff said, uh, yeah, we're not going to do that. What can the NFL do? They couldn't do anything. They temporarily suspended the game, I believe at the 23, uh, 23 minutes after the hit. So that could be potentially significant considering this is 2023, what we've talked about recently. Uh, Clyde Lewis brought that up. I think he got banned from Facebook for a couple of days for bringing that up. But it took almost an hour to uh, suspend the game permanently. And, and uh, you know, I guess they, they don't know when they're going to play it yet. I've heard they might play it uh, next week after the final week of the year. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think they know yet. They're not sure. But it took an hour to cancel this game. The NFL wanted them back on the field. So that shows you where the NFL's concerns are. The NFL doesn't, con doesn't concern themselves with those players. They didn't do that with concussions, and they certainly aren't going to do it now when players like DeMar Hamlin are dropping on the field. And we're supposed to believe, and maybe it is what happened, 
And maybe somebody can explain it better to me, but if you get hit like that, I mean, there were several seconds between the hit, him hopping up, and then him falling backwards. The hit, if it triggered what they call commodio cordis, and it caused these electrical impulses to pass through the heart abnormally, caused additional electricity, basically shocked the heart, and, and, and he, I mean, he could have died. It caused an abnormal rhythm. Then why was he able to hop up? Why did he seem fine? And then on top of that, why was he still reportedly conscious? And then, then later when they tried to get him in the ambulance, then he passed out. Then he, had, then he had to have the CPR. I mean, the heart is a very, very sensitive organ. Very strong organ, but very sensitive. So a lot of things could have happened. I'm not a cardiologist. But the thing is, if you have a cardiologist who questions the efficacy of a vaccine, they're not allowed to speak. This is the problem. This is the whole point of tonight's show. If somebody said that some Bengals fan in the audience shot some kind of blow dart at DeMar Hamlin, that sounds crazy. And unless you have proof of that, that is, that is uncontrolled and unwarranted speculation. But if somebody says, well, the way he fell backwards looks just like all those soccer players, looks like uh, referees and basketball players and, you know, high schoolers and young people that have just on the field, on the court, just fallen straight forward or fallen straight back. That looks really similar to that. And we know that those people, those young kids especially, most of them didn't have, you know, pre-existing injuries or conditions, but they all were vaccinated. So it is well-controlled and certainly warranted to at least speculate on the possibility of that having contributed to what happened, but you're not allowed to do that. And that's what's dangerous. You're not allowed to do that, but you can believe that he was hit at the right time in the right place, and it just so happens that it didn't take effect immediately. It took several seconds for him to actually hit the ground, and then it took several minutes for him to actually pass out. So it must have been this super rare condition that only happens to about 24 people a year. We're supposed to believe that. I mean, isn't that kind of the opposite of science? We're supposed to believe in rare circumstance, rare situations, aligned like planetary bodies that produce unheard of effects. That's just my thoughts. But it seems like the bill has come due. The bill to what? We'll tell you when we come back from break. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere. From the occult and theology to history and the paranormal, the Secret Teachings Radio Show brings you that and more Monday through Friday on Ground Zero Radio. You're listening to the Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. If you're looking to learn more in 2023, then look no further than books from the Secret Teachings. The Technological Elixir explores UFOs, artificial intelligence, and demonic contracts in the entertainment industry. Liberty Shrugged is an illuminating and nonpartisan look into American history, focusing on natural law, slavery, and the war for independence. Food Philosophy is not a diet book, but it does help alleviate confusion over food industry propaganda with specific focus on bizarre ingredients that are put into your foods. 
and Occult Arcana is a compendium of esoteric wisdom, from theology and sympathetic magic to witchcraft, voodoo, and the origins of holidays. Get physical and digital copies of these books only at www.thesecretteachings.info. And remember, all physical books also come with a digital copy as well. This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on Ground Zero Radio, and for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. Your support economically and energetically will keep us on air into the future. Thank you for your support. Hi, this is Laura. I'm from Las Vegas, and I listen to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable because he never fails to provide us with great information from various topics on which he's done extensive and thorough research to back them. Thank you for all that you do and all your hard work, Ryan, and thank you for sharing it with the rest of us. This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Why else would you show up with that thing on your back just three days before President Business is going to use the crackle to end the world? President Business is going to end the world? But he's such a good guy. And Octan, they make good stuff. Music, dairy products, coffee, TV shows, surveillance systems, all history books, voting machines. Wait a minute. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. Think about your hero when you're at ground zero and call up to the fall of back to me. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of the secret teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. If you've listened to the Secret Teachings radio show more than a few times in the last couple of years, you'll know that I have a little pet peeve, something that really bothers me when it comes to the subject of health, when it comes to the subject of medicine. And that is, for two plus three years, every condition, everything that happened to anybody, a car wreck, a motorcycle accident, Resisting arrest by police and asking to be put in the back seat and then falling out of the car and all that. Everything was attributed to COVID-19. Obesity, heart disease, diabetes, infertility. I'm not speaking with rhetoric here. I'm telling you, literally, there are studies. I've got them all in my book, The Technological Elixir, that blame COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2 for diabetes heart disease, stroke, even things like osteoarthritis, trouble sleeping, inflammation in the body in general, trouble breathing, sleep apnea, and so on and so forth. The problem is, all of these things are the result of things like obesity. The other part of my pet peeve is 
the flip side of blame everything on COVID. Blame COVID for every condition. And this is the other side of the equation where people blame vaccines for everything. Now, vaccines cause obesity and diabetes and heart disease and osteoarthritis and sleep apnea and all these problems and more. I'm not sorry to break it to you, but heart disease was a leading killer way before the vaccine and way before the so-called virus. So was type 2 diabetes. So was stroke. In fact, heart disease and stroke are two of the leading causes of death in Western civilization. And they are not exclusively the result of a virus or a vaccine. And for some reason, that's really difficult for people to grasp. And I think that's because alternative media, and we're going to have to do a show on this at some point in the future, alternative media is just as bad as the mainstream media, Alternative media has their official sources of information. And no matter what reality is, no matter what the facts say, those official sources of information, even if they're good people, can be distorted by people with their own alternative dogmas. The bottom line is heart disease, cancer, diabetes, all these problems existed way before SARS-CoV-2 and they existed way before mRNA vaccines were rolled out, officially anyway. People are obese and have these conditions, sometimes not because of their own decisions, but generally speaking, in Western civilization, it's because of diet, lifestyle, and inactivity. That is not a debatable thing. That is 100% provable in every single case. It is 100%, no matter if you're a conservative or you're a Democrat, no matter if you're down the middle politically, no matter if you're a Christian or you're an atheist, obesity is one of the biggest killers in Western civilization, and it causes all of these other cascading conditions. If that interests you as a topic, we did a show on Tuesday called Another Obese of the Puzzle, and we talked about the details and explicitly of obesity. Now, the reason I bring that up is because if you're, let's say, obese, and it's not always because it's your fault, certainly, uh, obesity is also perhaps relative and arbitrary because they change the numbers. I think a lot more people than 42% of the population are obese because they keep changing the numbers, uh, the, the, the graph of what, uh, what constitutes obesity. Some, I mean, actually, we're so obese in the Western world that they even have new forms of obesity now. I think they call it like super morbid obesity. It's just like off the charts, like something that you'd see on my 600-pound life. That's, that's a condition now because people are so big. So these things, these problems that come about as a result of obesity or a result of a lifestyle that leads to obesity, these are problems that existed before the pandemic and they existed way before vaccines. But now we blame vaccines for all of this. We say vaccines or the virus, depending on what side of the aisle you come from, if you will. Vaccines are responsible. COVID's responsible. COVID's causing heart disease. No, vaccines are causing heart disease. COVID's causing infertility. No, vaccines are causing infertility. And so on and so forth. So it's really hard to get to the bottom of our health crisis when you don't allow for an open mind to analyze the circumstances of any given situation. 
if you just want to blame pre-existing conditions on things that happen post-fact, then you're never going to get uh, a coherent, logical, reasonable, factual answer of what's actually happening. Now, speculation, that's really the core of tonight's show. Speculation can be arguably dangerous. I mean, if you're speculating on things that are totally outlandish, like an alien spaceship on Monday Night Football that nobody saw came down from Zeta Reticuli, hovered over the stadium in Cincinnati, and then shot DeMar Hamlin with some invisible laser, That's you're probably out of your mind. You're probably listening to David Wilcock. But if you were to say the NFL had a very strict vaccine policy and We've seen players in professional football or soccer, basketball, even referees pass out or go into cardiac arrest. And we've seen this consistently throughout the last couple of years. It's not uncontrolled speculation or unwarranted speculation to at least put into the the ballot box, to at least put into the consideration box that... The Bills' safety, DeMar Hamlin, might have had complications because of a vaccine. Now, people obviously ask, as I have asked to myself preparing tonight's show, why has it taken so long for that vaccine to cause this problem? Well, that's kind of part of the speculative issue here. It's part of the speculation issue. You don't know when he got a vaccine. He could have only gotten one. He could have gotten out of it. How many players got out of it? I'm sure a lot of them did. I doubt Tom Brady took a COVID-19 vaccine. The guy wouldn't even wear a mask. I highly doubt Aaron Rodgers was forced to get a COVID-19 vaccination. Maybe Damar Hamlin wasn't vaccinated. And if it comes out that he wasn't vaccinated, and that's something we can truly believe, then we can move on from that kind of speculation because it would be proved that, that he didn't have a vaccine, so that's not what caused it. But when you say that it's a vaccine, I understand where some people are coming from because you don't know. You don't know what caused it. Now, things become suspicious when the doctors and the physicians say it was commodio cordis. Now, that's a word you've never heard before, so it's again, has that magical quality to it. Commodio cordis occurs when you experience trauma to your chest that can cause additional waves of electricity to pass through the heart muscle. That extra wave throws off your normal heart rhythm, and that can be deadly. But in order for that to be true, you have to believe in a couple of miracles. You have to believe that DeMar Hamlin got hit at the right time, in the right place, and the way he was breathing and the way his heart was pumping, and the way that the electrical signals were passing through the heart, all of that at the same time, like planets aligning, at the right speed, nonetheless, of the hit, because if you just get tapped on the chest, it isn't going to happen, and guys get hit all the time, and this doesn't happen, and does he have pre-existing heart conditions? Does the NFL know that he has heart conditions and allows him to play anyway? Do the Buffalo Bills know that and allow him to play anyway? Those are all big questions. We're supposed to believe that the planets aligned, all that happened, And the result is what you saw on Monday Night Football. There's a lot of things that go into consideration. The one other thing that doesn't make any sense to me is that it's understandable the ABC broadcasters don't want to speculate after the fact we know he's receiving CPR. It's understandable after the fact that ABC and the NFL don't want to play the replay. But initially, 
they didn't play the replay. And initially he wasn't passed out. At least that's what they said when I was watching the ABC broadcast. I filmed it. They said he was on the ground. They didn't know what was happening to him. The players surrounded him eventually. So you, could, you couldn't get cameras then to see what was happening. They didn't know if he was passed out or if he was just in pain or he was conscious or unconscious. So why didn't they play the replay initially? On my ABC broadcast, they did. They played the replay one time, and then that was it. Normally, they played the replay over and over again. Normally, they speculate. Did he bend his leg backwards? Did he get hit in the head? Oh, he came down pretty hard there. Oh, you can see how his arm twisted there. Oh, he got hit in the face with a stick. Oh, he got hit in the face with the puck. You know, those are things that usually happen. They speculate. They show the replay. Not usually more than a few times, but uh, more than once. And replays usually don't get like that taken down from Twitter, which is what I tried to post it uh, to my Twitter page twice, and it got removed twice. Maybe the algorithm and the bots are still operational because that's that seems like something that should be allowed to be shared. I mean, it's it's there now. It's everywhere now. There's just too many people that shared it. It's, it's all over the place. But th- why, why did the NFL, why did ABC look at this situation and not show a replay, not speculate, and tell us not to speculate. And furthermore, when you, when you watch what happens to the guy on the field, it, it looks like what's happened to these other athletes. So it's, it's certainly not uncontrolled, unwarranted speculation to at least consider that maybe he had a problem just like those people that have had heart attacks or gone into cardiac arrest, blood clots, etc. That's not uncontrolled, unwarranted speculation. It might not be what caused it. I like. I don't want that to be the. I, I didn't want to see somebody get hurt or somebody have a medical condition. Nobody really wants to see that. So if it turns out that he never had a vaccine, then I'm not. I don't. It doesn't. I don't care. Like it doesn't matter to me, and I'm not going to be butt hurt about it. And that's the problem with media is that whether it's mainstream or alternative, everybody has to be right. I don't have to be right. I, I don't being right in the end doesn't matter. Being right at the beginning matters. And that doesn't mean you have all the facts because we certainly don't have all the facts. We'll never have all the facts. It means well-controlled speculation. That's what it means. It means I can look at this from different angles and assess the situation. There's a lot of things that could come out of this that have nothing to do with vaccines. What if it wasn't a vaccine? Think about this. What if it wasn't a vaccine? What if he has a heart condition? What if the Buffalo Bills knew he had a heart condition? What if the NFL knew he had a heart condition, knew that his heart was sensitive? Like, I've had a heart condition my whole life. When I stopped eating wheat recently, kind of an unrelated thing, but my heart got a lot better. Wheat was definitely causing some of the problems or gluten was causing the problems. But used to be if I bent over or if I got hit in the chest hard, my heart would start beating fast. So what if the Bills, what if the NFL knew this? He's only been in the league a couple of years, right? So what if the NFL and, the, and Buffalo Bills knew this and they let him play anyway? It would be par for the course, par for the same course of you're watching your friend on the field. You don't know if he's alive or dead or what's happening to him. You've got five minutes to warm up and get back on the field and play football. That's par for the course for the NFL. Took a long time to even get them to acknowledge that concussions were a thing. Like they never, oh, we, we didn't know about concussions. What do you mean you didn't know about concussions? The NFL knew about concussions. I mean, if the NHL knew about concussions, 
not everybody's getting hit on every play in the NHL. The NFL absolutely knew about concussions. And if they didn't, then there needed to be an investigation, you know, into all the people, all the scientists, all the doctors that work for them. It's just nonsense. What if they didn't force Damar Hamlin to get a vaccine, though? What if he chose not to get it? What if he didn't get it? Then what are all the alternative media sites going to say? You still have a story there. What if the Bills and the NFL knew that he had a heart condition and let him play anyway? That would show you the heartlessness of the National Football League, which is pretty well known. The NFL is probably one of the, other than professional soccer, it's one of the most corrupt sporting leagues in the world. One of the greediest sporting leagues in the world. So that's a possibility. That would equally be as big of a story. But again, we don't know. Now, the funny thing is, that's kind of, I'd say, fringe in terms of speculation. That's kind of a conspiracy. Is the NFL conspiring to keep players on the field knowing that they're harmed? Well, they've done it in the past with concussions. I wouldn't doubt that they would do it with heart conditions or anything else for that matter. But is there on-the-surface evidence of that? Not necessarily. But let me tell you this. Nobody's going to say Ryan Gable and the secret teachings were dangerously speculating that the NFL knew he had a heart condition to let him play anyway. That you can speculate about. That's the problem. You can speculate about that, even though that seems kind of outlandish. As I'm saying it out loud, it kind of seems outlandish. But I'm allowed to speculate about that, but not about something like a vaccine. That's the point. Now, we don't know what happened to DeMar Hamlin against the Bengals. But without considering all of those options, how can any professional, whether it's somebody working on the guy or someone, especially someone who's not working on the guy, how can anybody make a serious diagnosis? I mean, plus, aren't physicians and doctors not supposed to make diagnosis unless they're like looking at the patient's charts and they're like looking at the patient physically in person or at least over a video call and they're looking at their information? Isn't that like unethical? But no, you had doctors and physicians all over Twitter telling you, I'm a physician. It's definitely not the vaccine. How do you know that? The guy's still laying on the field. You have no idea what happened to him. All the physicians and doctors online that made the diagnosis immediately, we don't know what happened, but we know it wasn't a vaccine. Well, how do you know that? It's just as bad as the people that said it was a vaccine. Now, I posted something on Twitter. I said, this kind of looks like all of the other athletes that have collapsed. Blood clots, cardiac events, etc., I think that's a funny term, cardiac events. Like It's like a rain event, right? They, that's how they use, use language to confuse you. It's, it's cardiac arrest or whatever the case is. But people that said it was a vaccine immediately without even saying this is speculation, which is what I said. I said speculation. It looks like what's happened to these other people, these other athletes and even referees. But I said, I don't know because I didn't know and I still don't know. But the people that say it's absolutely the vaccine while the guy is still on the field, it's just as bad as the doctors and physicians that say, oh, it's definitely not a vaccine. How do you know? You weren't there. You didn't look at the guy's chart. You're not in the hospital with him. You're some hack from the Midwest, some physician that no one's ever heard of making an analysis because it's trendy to do that on social media as this is happening because you have to push back against the anti-vaxxer right-wing conspiracy theorists, right? The irony is you are rejecting information before it's even considered. To me, that is not only 
kind of a conspiracy. You're conspiring to conceal information. It's also speculation, and it's also really dangerous because it means that we're supposed to believe based on faith, based on degrees. And isn't that kind of the antithesis of the scientific process? Isn't observation and hypothesis that lead to speculate uh, other forms of speculation uh, to be able to make predictions, to be able to gather data, to analyze data, and then to draw conclusions? Isn't that the scientific process? Aren't you supposed to then make these conclusions, find these conclusions with the, the, through the scientific process, and then match the conclusions to the original hypothesis and theory, which then should be changed to match the evidence if needed, rather than the other way around where evidence is altered to match the theory? And if that's how media, if that's how medicine, if that's how politicians, if that's how people are making decisions, how can you trust anything anybody says? This is an undermining of free thought. It's an undermining of speculation. Free thought, if you don't have it, you, it's basically mind control. If you don't have speculation, then you don't have science. It's the antithesis of the scientific process. It's the antithesis of free thought. It's mind control. And in fact, when speculation is ruled out based on dogma alone, we're asked to believe in magic, that rare circumstances and rare situations align like planetary bodies to produce an unheard of effect or an undescribable effect or some kind of otherworldly unseen effect. Like, Commodio cordis, which is super rare, and it has to happen as a result of something like, basically like planets aligning. I mean, you would think that with all the heart disease in Western civilization, and especially because the NFL is like three quarters black, and black people have higher rates of heart disease because of their culture, you would think that at some point, (laughs) at some point in the last five years, At some point, more NFL players would have gone down from the same condition. These players get hit hard, and these players hit hard. You would think that it would happen more often. Heart disease is a big thing. Heart disease is a really big thing, especially if you're overweight. Even if you're muscular, even if you can run, a lot of NFL players are, well, they're kind of overweight. And a lot of NFL players are black, and blacks have a much higher rate of cardiovascular disease. So if that's the case, then you would think logically and you could speculate reasonably that this is something you would see commodio cordis all the time in the NFL, but it doesn't happen. Now, there are other cases of players having these kinds of these kinds of problems. In 1971, Chuck Hughes, a Detroit Lion, had a fatal heart attack. That was in 1971. He had a fatal heart attack. The only player officially to die while playing. In 2021, Christian Eriksson suffered a cardiac event or cardiac arrest, a Danish soccer player, during a tournament against Finland. And it says 2021, but uh, it says during Denmark's opening match against Finland in the 2020 UEFA Euros. Maybe that was the the event, and it was in 2021. I, I, I think it was in like mid-2021. Uh, he had he went into cardiac arrest. That was recent. Maybe that was a, you know, a vaccine. But uh, Chris Pronger, famous hockey player, he got hit with a puck. His heart stopped. That was back in 1998, though. So you've got a case in 1971 of an NFL player, Chuck Hughes, dying. 
You've got a case in 1998 of Chris Pronger being hit with a puck and his heart stopped. Very rare. Uh, But then we had more recent events like Jay Bomeister, famous hockey player. He collapsed on the bench after a cardiac event during a 2020 game against the Anaheim Ducks. He's a St. Louis Blue. Uh, And then we had uh, another case, again, more recently, where we have, um, well, we have the Danish soccer player and we have the the St. Louis Blues uh, hockey player. Uh, I'd say more recently, but not so long ago, uh, Mark Vivian Foe, 2003, uh, he had a uh, an undiagnosed heart condition, and he was, as a result, he uh, he collapsed while jogging across the field. That was way before the COVID-19 vaccine. So these things happen. They're just really, 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 really rare when they happen. Uh, not every day people get hit in the chest with a hockey puck if you're watching hockey, but in football, with a largely black player base, with higher rates on average of cardiovascular disease in the general population. And the fact that these guys get hit on almost every single play, unless you're a kicker or a quarterback, you would expect to see these kinds of things more often, but you don't. So again, maybe it is commodio cordis. Like, if that's really what it is, if God came down from the heavens and said, Ryan, it's just commodio cordis, it's not the vaccine... And I'd say, okay, God, that's that's cool. It's not cool that that happened, but it's it's cool that we know what we know what happened. I'm not married to the idea of a vaccine. I that, that doesn't. I don't care one way or another. My issue is why you can't speculate that that might be the cause, or at least that it couldn't be a potential trigger for an undiagnosed heart condition. Maybe Demar Hamlin could have been suffering from any number of things. We don't know. But if you're not allowed to ask questions, then you can't do science. If you're not allowed to ask questions, then you can't have free speech and you can't have free thought. What you get is mind control and magic. You're asked to believe that the planets aligned for this to happen. So do I hold on to the dogma of what people say is science, which means vaccines couldn't harm you, which is akin to believing in a magical process of planets aligning and allowing for this occurrence to happen on Monday Night Football, or do I take into consideration the vaccine, but then rule it out when it turns out to not be the factor in what happened to him? See, Do you see the problem here? The scientists who refuse, the doctors who refuse to consider a possibility, they're not much different than the people who refuse to consider any other possibility except for a vaccine. It's just as dangerous. What's dangerous is saying it's only the vaccine. What's dangerous is saying it couldn't be the vaccine. Why can't we just agree that it might not be the vaccine, but it could be the vaccine based on mountains of data and mountains of examples of athletes dropping over? If you can't question those things, then you are in danger. When we come back from break, we're going to talk about what some of the mainstream media, what some doctors and others have said about DeMar Hamlin. We're going to look at the unrelated COVID-19 deaths that have spiked in the United States. And we're going to look at some of the other people who have just kind of 
slumped over or fallen backwards. As we look at all of this, we're going to go through some of the articles where despite what the mainstream media says or kind of alludes to and implies, despite what the medical professionals kind of allude to and imply, heart disease, cancer, diabetes, and all these other things are not caused by COVID-19. And although some of these things could be exacerbated, if you believe in viruses by COVID-19 perhaps, or by vaccines for that matter, you're not allowed to say that, these are conditions that existed before, and these are conditions that will exist long after we forget about COVID-19 if we ever do. But there's not a lot of money to be made off of fighting lifestyle choices. There is a lot of money to be made off of fighting against an invisible virus or fighting against the new world order, if you will. These are all things we're going to analyze. When we come back from break here on The Secret Teachings, I'm Ryan Gable. If you'd like to contact the show, rdgable at yahoo.com, tstradio at protonmail.com. If you're listening in a free archive, I really appreciate it. You have to listen to those annoying advertisements and commercials. If you're not listening in the free archive, you can go listen to the show for free Monday through Friday, even Saturday and Sunday. You can listen. You can listen anytime you want, 3 a.m., 3 p.m., whenever. You just have to listen to those advertisements. We get paid for that, so I appreciate it. If you want to get rid of those ads, though, subscribe to the full archive with montages, my digital books, and more at www.thesecretteachings.info. My book, The Technological Elixir, is about a lot more than vaccines and COVID-19, but I have a lot of really good information in that chapter, and it all relates to transhumanism and eugenics, so you'll probably enjoy that if you enjoy tonight's show www.thesecretteachings.info, the technological elixir. Get a copy today and support The Secret Teachings. A lot more after this, the music, White Bat Audio, The Bills Come Due. We'll tell you more about that after break. It's 2023, the year of the rabbit, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on GroundZero.radio. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio. I don't need it. And for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. I don't need it. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed. I definitely don't need it. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. I need your support economically and energetically will keep us on air into the future. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana? Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir. Or if that's not enough, check out Good Philosophy 
All three of these books are available in soft cover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports the secret teachings, but most importantly, it supports you. Broadcasting from somewhere between heaven, hell, and purgatory, it's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Release the Kraken! Hello folks, this is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows with your host, Ryan Gable. have so much information at our fingertips at any time of the day, any time of the night. We have headphones in, our eyes are fixated on the black mirror screens of our computers and our TVs and our cell phones and our tablets, etc. When something happens, unless you have the time or the wherewithal to put together the pieces to find or to see the larger pattern, then a lot of events that take place seem like one-off occurrences. They seem like things that are singular in nature. When the Buffalo Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin, fell backwards on the field during Monday Night Football against the Cincinnati Bengals, two things happened. Number one, physicians and doctors on social media immediately said, that it could not have been a vaccine. The second thing that happened was anybody with a Twitter account posted it was the vaccine. Now, the problem is it probably had something to do with a vaccine if it's a super rare condition that is in league with all of the other athletes that have likewise had these problems. Do we know that for sure? No, though. But it's still, because it's so similar to these other cases, even the visuals of it, the visual, uh, you know, the look of it, the way he felt back, at least it's not uncontrolled and it's not unwarranted to speculate about that. But to say that that's what it is without any other consideration, that's just as bad as the doctors and physicians that say it definitely wasn't a vaccine. The problem is obviously... Nobody really knows what happened as they're watching it live. I was watching it live. I'm not a football fan, but my fiance is from Rochester, New York, and she gets a little homesick, so she'll watch the Bills on occasion. Actually, a lot this year. So we watched a lot of games, and we're both sitting there watching this thing happen live, and we're both thinking it's kind of weird. I mean, I've watched a lot of football in my life. I'm more of a hockey guy. But anytime there's an injury, they clean it up, even if they have to get an ambulance or a stretcher or take the person off the field or the court or the ice or whatever. They clean it up and they get back to playing. The NFL told the Bengals and the Bills they had five minutes to warm up and get back on the field to keep playing. Both teams said no. So they temporarily suspended the game and they go to the locker rooms and then it takes about an hour for the NFL to decide, okay, we're going to cancel this game, postpone it until another time when this is passed. 
We know what happened to Hamlin, et cetera. Now, at the beginning, maybe the NFL didn't really didn't really think it through. Maybe the NFL just said, well, most injuries get cleaned up fast. It might be a bad injury, but this is what happens. You agree to this when you play the game, so get back on the field and play. Maybe it wasn't that malicious. But I think the NFL has a really bad and very long history of not caring too much about its players. So, you know, the NFL allowed that whole concussion thing to go on for a long time. Uh, They've covered that up. I wouldn't doubt that they're covering up the fact, whether it's the NFL or individual teams, that a lot of players have health problems and those problems get swept under the rug so they can keep playing, so they can keep making money. Is that happening with DeMar Hamlin? He's a young player. He's only been in the league a few years. He's not like an ultra superstar, so a little bit different of a situation. If he can't play, they probably just wouldn't play him. But would I put it past the NFL to do something like that, to cover up those health conditions? Absolutely not, because they did it with concussions. So you have to take everything into consideration, including the fact that there might be other stories here, like if the Buffalo Bills are covering up the fact that DeMar Hamlin or other players have heart conditions or whatever it might be. I mean, the NFL is three-quarters black. Black people have a higher rate of cardiovascular disease. You'd imagine that a lot of players probably have some kind of heart problem somewhere in the family, moms, dads, etc. And if that's the case, you'd expect to see something like Commodio Cordis more often. These players are hit really hard. Some of them on almost every play. You'd expect to see this happen on occasion, but it doesn't. You'd probably expect to see it happen in older players, but it doesn't. It happens to a young guy, Monday Night Football, that looks just like all these other people that have had blood clots, etc. Like, for example, some of you might remember the story of a referee for the NCAA named Burt Smith. Burt Smith collapsed during the game. Doctors discovered the reason after the fact. He collapsed because of a blood clot. This was in 2021, mid-2021. So, Burt Smith, who's not a player, wasn't hit, nothing like that happened. Burt Smith collapsed. There's a famous viral video of it. And they found the reason was he had a blood clot. Now, people get blood clots for a lot of reasons. And people have heart conditions for a lot of reasons and lung conditions for a lot of reasons. I mean, respiratory disease and cardiovascular disease, the treatable, preventable kind, have been causing people to die and suffer a lot longer than COVID-19. Now those diseases are blamed on COVID-19 or they're blamed on the vaccine. And few people want to acknowledge that it's lifestyle that leads to these conditions. You smoke, you vape. You do, uh, you know, you do various forms of drugs. You do things that weigh on the heart, that weigh on the body. You destroy, you know, the internal system. And then, oh, it must have been a virus. That's why I'm sick. No, you're sick because you're overweight and you're sick because you have other problems that are a result of both lifestyle and a result of obesity, like chronic inflammation and pain and all these things. Those are things that are caused by things that have nothing to do with vaccines or viruses. But that's really hard to get anybody to acknowledge, including the alternative media, because a lot of the alternative media tends to lean to the right 
and they're still on that whole, I'll eat whatever I want, I'll eat meat, I'll drink beer, which is fine. You want to eat meat and drink beer, that's cool. But if that is your only lifestyle decision for food and beverage, you're probably not going to be that healthy. So we have a problem that transcends politics and transcends media. It's a problem of the individual making poor decisions. But can you blame the individual for making those poor decisions? Not necessarily. Everything has to be taken into consideration. And if the National Football League and ABC, the broadcaster of the Monday Night Football game, tell you not to speculate, and doctors say don't speculate at all, it's kind of weird because normally we do speculate on what caused an injury. Especially before we found out what happened to DeMar Hamlin, why couldn't we speculate? We didn't know what happened. The NFL wouldn't show the replay, etc. After the fact, he's having CPR, thought he might be dead. I understand they don't want to speculate. It's in bad taste. There could be liability reasons for that. I understand that. After the fact, anyway. And when you have people that say you can't speculate about that, you can't say that, you know, it, it's not just doctors. It's also people that are just common folk or people that are in radio or podcasting or whatever. It's the same kind of a thing. They also say, well, don't, I mean, they don't say it directly, but when they say it's the vaccine, they're saying don't speculate that it could have been anything else, which is just as dangerous as saying it wasn't the vaccine. Because if you're not taking everything into consideration, you're not, if you don't take into, uh, into consideration the fact that maybe it was Commodio Cordis, maybe he had, uh, had a, an, an existing heart condition. I know this from personal experience. I never got a vaccine. And my heart, I have problems with it. I'm one of the people that they told not to get the vaccine. I mean, that wouldn't stop a business from trying to force me to do it, but I'm one of the ones that Pfizer and Moderna and all these other companies would tell not to get one because I've already got heart issues because they knew that their, their shots were causing myocarditis and pericarditis and things like that. So I know that when I do certain things, my heart will jump and beat differently. Maybe DeMar Hamlin had a problem like that. Maybe they didn't think it was a big problem, so they let him play anyway. And it just happened to be there on Monday Night Football that it happened. If you're not even thinking that that's a possibility, then not only are you just as bad as all the doctors and physicians and the media that says it can't be the vaccine, but you are spreading just as dangerous a theory. Everything must be taken into consideration. Okay? And there are certain things that we can certainly rule out. Somebody with a poison blow dart in the stands probably didn't shoot the guy in the neck. Okay, an invisible alien spaceship probably didn't come down over the stadium and shoot him with a laser. Okay, there are certain things we can rule out, but you can't necessarily rule out a vaccine. You can't necessarily rule out, at least initially, that maybe it was contact to the chest. Although you would think that if it was contact to the chest, like when I've had heart problems, uh, it's instant. When your heart, when the heart turns off or when the heart shifts, it's like. That, the flick of a wrist, the snap of a finger. You don't get up and like, oh, I'm okay, I'm okay, and then fall backwards. So that's kind of weird. We should be able to speculate, though, because if we can't speculate, we're asked to believe in magic. I'm cool with magic. Magic is just willpower and directionalization of your will and desire. But we're talking like Harry Potter kind of magic here. It doesn't really have an explanation. That's what they're asking us to believe in. Rare circumstances, rare situation. Basically... They're asking us to believe in conspiracies, 
They're asking us to believe in the fantastical. They're asking, they might as well be asking us to believe that somebody shot him with a blow dart with some kind of poison on it that stopped his heart. Might as well be asking us to believe that. We don't, we don't, have, we don't have any idea. We don't know. No matter what the NFL says, I mean, even when he was in the hospital, they had to revive him a second time, according to his family. So the problem is very severe with DeMar Hamlin. Very, very severe. Now, I want to read you from the Washington Post and from Fortune Magazine a couple of stories here that were published. This one on the 3rd of January, so this one was a couple days ago from the Post, and then this one was also the 3rd of January from Fortune Magazine. So these are articles that came out right after the event, right after the um, right after the story uh, made it into it made it into day number two, which was Tuesday. So let's just pause for a moment and let's let's think about all possibility and let's consider all things. The Washington Post says COVID misinformation spikes in wake of DeMar Hamlin's on-field collapse. Fortune Magazine says, blaming DeMar Hamlin's cardiac arrest on the COVID vaccine is wildly and irresponsibly speculative, says expert. Let's look at the Washington Post article first. The baseless tweets began to circulate within minutes of Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin's stunning collapse on the field during Monday night football. Okay, the first thing about that statement is from the Washington Post, baseless tweets. They're not baseless because people have seen other athletes fall over, so they think even if that's not what caused it, that looks like what happened to these other athletes and even referees, so we think maybe that's what caused it. I mean, you're not able to diagnose it for sure, so don't make it a, make that absolute statement. But likewise, the people that were doctors and physicians, you're not there. You can't ethically diagnose what happened to this person. You can't use your medical degree to push everybody else out of the conversation when you don't know any of the facts. That's just as irresponsible and dangerous. The Washington Post goes on. This isn't going to be surprising to you, but they say anti-vaxxers and right-wing provocateurs sought to link the injury that left Hamlin in critical condition. I don't really think it was an injury myself, but nevertheless, that left Hamlin in critical condition and, uh, and the coronavirus vaccine. They tried to link the two together without any evidence. Again, there's evidence. It's just the other players falling down. It's the story of the blood clotting with Burt Smith, etc., so that's why people say those things. But they don't want to mention any of that. That might actually be real journalism. They say their claims are built on years of coronavirus vaccine misinformation that has been seeded across social media. They even go so far as to say that it's because of people like Charlie Kirk, who leads Turning Point USA, who said this is, a, this is tragic and all too familiar right now. Athletes dropping suddenly. That's all that he said. Uh, and that's a factual statement. I don't necessarily maybe agree with everything Charlie Kirk says, but that's a factual statement. It's tragic. It's a very familiar sight right now. And athletes have been dropping. If you go to my Twitter page, I've shared a couple of the links of the compilation of athletes dropping. 
Now, just because a few athletes drop over doesn't mean that it's happening recently, first of all, and it doesn't mean that it's happening because of a vaccine. But nevertheless, that's why people think this. So when you have athletes that do drop suddenly on the field or on the court or wherever, even referees, then yeah, people are going to think, well, maybe this is linked to it because it looks exactly the same. So they take this opportunity to immediately politicize the story. You see how they, quickly they politicize it? Anti-vaxxers and right-wing provocateurs. There's no left-wing activists or any kind of Democrat. There's no Democrat that might think for themselves and think, well, I'd really like to eat organic food and purify my water and own land and grow my food. Isn't that like what liberals used to want to do? It's kind of what most you know real conservative kind of people want to do. There is no, there's no Democrat, there's no liberal, there's nobody with, you know, classical liberal views who also thought that looks just like all the other people, like Burt Smith who collapsed from a blood clot, it looks exactly the same. Nobody thought that? No Democrat thought that. No left-leaning person thought that. No liberal thought that. Likewise, there's not a single right-wing person, there's not a single neocon, there's not a single rhino who thought, no, it was definitely just Commodio Cordis. Think about that. That's what the media implies every single day. They imply that Democrats never and Republicans never think differently than whatever the political polarity is. Not a single Democrat thought it could have been linked to a vaccine. Not a single Republican thought it could have been just a random condition that was at the wrong time, at the wrong place, led to this event. I'm here to tell you that there are definitely Democrats who don't trust vaccines, and there are definitely people on the right who are as avid about those kinds of things. They're just as avid and rabid about medicine and vaccines as anybody else. You ever watch Fox News for like five minutes? Everything is a, is a, is a commercial for some kind of medical device and some kind of drug. Okay, Republicans love drugs, all right? CNN's filled with drugs too. Democrats love drugs. Americans love drugs, all right? Republican, Democrat. So they act like if you want to speculate and have your own thought, if you think a certain way they disagree with, then you must be on that side of the political spectrum. And the weird thing is, even Republicans that, that would agree that it's outrageous to suggest that a vaccine could have caused that, even Republicans that agree with that are still right-wing anti-vaxxers because they're not Democrats. This is ludicrous. This is mind control. So that's what the Washington Post says. It's misinformation. Okay, well, I don't know how it can be misinformation when they're referring to things that happened immediately as the event was unfolding in real time. Like, how do you know it's misinformation? If you're pro-vaccine, you don't know what happened to the guy. You can't rule out a vaccine. And if you're anti-vaccine, as they call you, you also can't rule out that it might have been something else. Maybe he had a heart condition. Maybe that is what caused it. If you're ruling both of those things out on either side of the spectrum, you're never going to get to the science. You're never going to get to the facts and find out what actually happened. Article number two, Fortune magazine. Blaming DeMar Hamlin's cardiac arrest on the COVID vaccine is wildly and irresponsibly speculative, according to an expert. Shortly after DeMar Hamlin, the Buffalo Bills safety who collapsed on the field following a hit during the Monday night football game against the Cincinnati Bengals, people began speculating about the cause. 
while the Bills released an official statement Tuesday morning confirming that Hamlin, 24 years old, suffered cardiac arrest and is in critical condition. Some people on social media have been pointing blame at the COVID-19 vaccine in the latest attempt to undermine the vaccine's efficacy. No, the vaccine undermined the vaccine's efficacy. Pfizer undermined the vaccine's efficacy. Moderna undermined the vaccine's efficacy. Nine pages of adverse reactions undermined the vaccine's efficacy. The lying by Dr. Fauci, the lying by Joe Biden, the lying by the mainstream media undermined the vaccine's efficacy. Okay? Not some conspiracy theorists on social media. Although Hamlin's personal vaccine status remains unknown, the NFL reported earlier this year that 95% of players had been vaccinated. So you can imagine that he's probably in that group. You can put money on Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers in that 5%, and you can put money that DeMar Hamlin probably was vaccinated. But was he for sure? We don't know. And this is the problem. This is the problem, because since you're not allowed to speculate with reasonable, well-controlled, warranted speculation, when you don't actually know what happened, if you can't speculate, you cannot perform scientific processes. You cannot practice medicine. That's all medicine is, is speculation. Oh, maybe it's a heart problem. Maybe it's this problem. Maybe it's that problem. If you can't speculate, you can't do science. If you can't speculate, then you can't have free thought. It's just mind control. And if you think it's just the vaccine or it could never be the vaccine and you don't consider any other possibility, if you think it's the vaccine and you don't consider that it could have been an actual heart condition that just in the wrong place at the wrong time seems like a long shot, but it's possible. It's no different than people who think it can never be the vaccine and they only consider other possibilities. Both of those things are dangerous and they're dangerous for a couple of reasons. One, again, it eliminates free thought. So it's mind control and it's the antithesis of science. The other problem is if you don't have all the information, you certainly can't make a diagnosis either way. And especially if you're not in person, there, seeing the person dealing with the person in the hospital, looking at the chart, looking at the test, trying to figure out what happened, you cannot make a conclusion. A conclusion. You cannot make a, 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 a statement that is 100% factual. You can guess. The other thing is, if you can't speculate like this, then let's just take the idea of disease theory for a second, and let's, let's speculate. Let's use a hypothetical. Let's say that a, a football player, nothing to do with vaccines, but let's say a football player on the field, they weren't feeling very well, and they fell over. And the medical staff comes out, and they're looking at them, and, and they're, you know, are you okay? What hurts? You know, did, did you feel like, you, did you sprain something, break something? I don't know what questions they ask. How are you feeling? Are you conscious? Can you, can you hear my voice? Can you see my fingers? Whatever. So a football player passes out. The medical staff comes out. This is a hypothetical. Now, they take him off the field because he just doesn't feel right. They take him to the locker room, take his gear off. They notice that he's, his lymph nodes are swollen and he seems like he's, maybe he's been playing football, but he's kind of got a fever and body temperature's up and he just doesn't look healthy. He doesn't look right. Felt kind of okay before the game, enough to play, but he doesn't really feel right. So they run some tests. They find out he has some rare disease, some new disease, something that's circulating in the air. Okay? Now, if that was the case, like with COVID-19, people go into quarantine mode. They panic. 
everything has to be shut down. What if they didn't respond that way, though? And let's say that it really was a contagious virus, a contagious thing that got all the other players sick, and it got the fans in the stadium sick, and they didn't want to talk about it because it would look bad for the NFL that they let this guy play and let this disease go undiagnosed. And he's still really sick, and he's getting other people sick, and people start dying. Like, if, if you can't acknowledge and admit that something is wrong here, that this player's very sick, that he's got some deadly disease and he got other people sick, then other people are going to suffer even more because now we just don't even acknowledge there's a problem. We don't even try to solve the problem. Other people are sick. Other people start dying. Silly hypothetical example, but if you don't take into consideration that it could be anything, and let's say that it is a vaccine, then not only is that, I think, unethical and really the antithesis of the scientific process, the people that are suggesting it could never be the vaccine are therefore then responsible for the people that continue to get the vaccine and continue to have heart attacks and die because of the vaccine. However, despite my hypothetical example, people are dying from heart disease at the rate of about 16 to 2,000 a day, and it has nothing to do with vaccines. It has to do with lifestyle. And that's not a debatable, arguable thing. Those were the numbers before COVID-19, and they'll be the numbers long after we forget what COVID-19 is. Now, in 2022, last year, in February, almost a year ago today, uh, about, uh, about 11 months ago, the Wall Street Journal published a report about life insurers. Life insurers said that they're seeing a rise in non-COVID-related deaths. In the third quarter of 2021, they began to see a jump in other death claims that had nothing to do with COVID-19, officially anyway. The article suggested from the Wall Street Journal that the life insurance companies believe the fatalities to be a result of delayed medical care and people's fear of leaving their house. Among these claims were death from heart and circulatory issues and neurological disorders. This is reported by the Washington Post. Uh, and they, they were quoting... Globe Life Finance Chief Frank Cioboda. So, heart, circulatory, and neurological conditions. Now, that's interesting information there. Hold on to that. Claims were 37.7% higher than a pre-pandemic baseline in a survey carried out by several sellers of group life insurance. Although non-coronavirus-specific excess claims hadn't topped 6.4% in previous quarters, we also have to consider that heart problems, stroke, and cancer-related deaths are already the leading causes of death in the United States. And when you put those into the category of COVID-19 and then you start to shift that category again, it seems like we have more deaths, but it's only because we've shifted around the numbers and the data. That's part of, of, of how this works. And I think it's a result of just poor statistical uh, analysis. But if life insurance companies are saying, hey, we've got a lot of people dying, this is kind of abnormal, and they're attributing, according to one of these uh, finance officers, deaths from heart and circulatory issues and neurological disorders, these are problems that people have anyway, but when you go into the literature of the COVID-19 vaccine, you get prions disease, and you get myocarditis and pericarditis. You also get blood clots. Well, what does those things sound like? They sound like neurological disorders deaths from heart problems, and circulatory issues. Heart, myocarditis, pericarditis, circulatory, blood clots, and neurological orders, prions disease. 
all of it fits the bill. Now, do I think that vaccines never hurt anybody? No, I think vaccines hurt a lot of people. I think hygiene and having toilets and not throwing our feces out the window and putting dead bodies in the street, I think those are the reasons why in the civilized world we don't have a lot of disease, except for things that we cause. Does that mean bioweapons aren't real? No, and bioweapons are real. I mean, perhaps you could put something on a swab and put it up somebody's nose and they could get sick. Is that a virus or is that a biological agent? Is it synthetic? Is it, what is it? Is it chemical? A lot of things to consider. We're going to look at these life insurance things when we come back from break and some of these other stories right here on The Secret Teachings. Don't go anywhere. It's 2023, the year of the rabbit, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on GroundZero.radio. Want to hear more of The Secret Teachings radio show? Search for the show on any radio or podcast player or find links and a free archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you want to get rid of those annoying ads and get extra perks like access to the montage archive, digital copies of Ryan's books, and early access to the show, then subscribe to the full show archive at thesecretteachings.info. Visit the website and click the button that says subscribe. You can do so monthly, yearly, or through a one-time donation. Your support always keeps the secret teachings on the air. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to the secret teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's the secret teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. If you enjoy the secret teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. This is David John Oates from ReverseSpeech.com. You are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ron Gable. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. I want to be clear about something going into the final segment here. I have not, repeat, not, N-O-T, seen the documentary Died Suddenly. I might watch it at some point, but I normally don't watch these documentaries that come out like this because a lot of the things that we talk about on this show, I want to be untainted by the alternative approach to analyzing the types of subjects we analyze. I wanted tonight's show in particular to be untainted by that documentary. I don't want to listen to what they're saying. I don't necessarily probably need to watch that documentary. I I will eventually watch it, but I don't necessarily on the surface. I know what it's about. I've got the same articles. I've got the same studies. I've listened to the same interviews. I'm aware that doctors and people that are, uh, that, that work in the field of embalming, uh, uh, people that work at, um, 
funerary homes, funeral homes. Uh, they've been pulling blood clots out of people. I've seen the clots. I, I know from the beginning, AstraZeneca's vaccine. Remember that? AstraZeneca had a vaccine. It was so dangerous that European countries banned it because of severe blood clotting. And not only blood clotting, but blood clotting in the brain. Johnson & Johnson, which wasn't even an mRNA vaccine, which I think was part of a larger conspiracy to convince you that the regular vaccines were dangerous and the mRNA were not. But Johnson & Johnson's vaccine was also halted because of blood clots. I don't need died suddenly to tell me that. I'm not saying it's a bad documentary. I just I don't want this show to be tainted tonight with that, and I don't want you to think that that's the reason I'm doing tonight's show. I'm doing tonight's show because I was watching the Buffalo Bills Bengals game. My fiance is from Rochester. She she grew up in Western New York. She feels a little homesick sometimes, so she she jokes around. She'll watch the the Bills game. She jokes around about the Bills mafia, and, and I, I think it's kind of funny because I live there too, and these people are like rabid about their Bills. There's even a there's a whole house that was a Buffalo Bills house right down the road from me where I lived in, in Bloomfield, New York. Uh, they love their Buffalo Bills there in, in New York. So we watched the game. We saw this happen. I filmed some of it on my phone on the TV because I didn't know what was going to be put up later. I didn't know if they weren't going to show, you know, the they weren't going to show. I, I thought they might not show the the replay again of the of the quote unquote injury, which I don't think it's an injury. I think it's more of a of a medical problem that. Uh, was maybe caused by a hit. I don't know if you considered an injury, but I didn't know if they were going to show the the preview. They or the, the excuse me, not the preview. The um the replay. I did. They didn't show the replay again more than once. I thought that was weird. They said don't speculate. I thought that was weird. They always speculate. They always show replays after the fact. It makes sense because you this guy he might be dead. Players are crying. Players are telling the NFL screw you. We're not going to play the rest of this game. That normally doesn't happen when a player is injured, even if it's a severe, severe injury. They pick the person up, they give them medical care, they take them away, and then they've got some woman on the side of the field who gives you an update on where the ambulance went uh, a couple plays or a couple, maybe a period or so later. That's normally what happens. This was a very abnormal event, Monday night football, which is a big night for football. So obviously this is going to have repercussions and it's going to reverberate throughout the world and the NFL already has a lot of bad publicity so the NFL needs to handle this in a specific kind of a way to make themselves not look bad they already look bad all the kneeling and all the social justice garbage and the viewership being down and you know the years and years of denying that concussions were a thing and pretending like they weren't the NFL has a long history of of, of really seedy behavior so this is a really really convoluted and complicated and complex thing that mainstream media, ABC News, uh, ABC the broadcaster, that the NFL, uh, and that you know the 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 Buffalo Bills and the, and the Cincinnati Bengals even like they're all involved in this this thing that has a lot of tentacles and it's not a, a simple thing to deal with because you have so many people that watched it and are wondering what is happening. This is really weird. I've never seen this before. So when some people say, hey, we've seen soccer players and referees collapse like this, it's been because of blood clots, maybe that's what happened. That's speculation. That's well-controlled, organized speculation. That's warranted speculation. On the other side, you had physicians and doctors who were not there saying, oh, it had to have been commodio cordis. This super rare condition that happens to less than two dozen people a year happening to this player in real time here in Cincinnati. That's what it has to be. But you're not there. You're a doctor. You're not supposed to make diagnosis without knowing the facts. So that's kind of unethical, first of all. Second of all, 
it's no worse or no better than the people that say it was absolutely the vaccine. You won't convince me otherwise. Well, then you're an idiot if you think it was the vaccine and you can't be convinced otherwise because you don't have all the facts. And if you're a doctor who thinks it couldn't have been the vaccine and you don't want any other information based on that based on that idea, then you're also an idiot. And it's also very unethical. And you should probably be investigated and lose your license. It's it's ridiculous. You, know, you should never trust a doctor like that. Well, we know it's definitely not this. Why? Not because of science and medicine, but because of your bias. And if that's the case, then what you're asked to believe by the media and by the NFL and by, well, mainstream medicine, you're asked to believe in the alignment of planets. You're asked to believe in magic, that rare circumstances and rare situations aligned to produce an unheard of and unnatural effect. And that kind of seems like the opposite of science, which you need speculation to, to do any kind of science, don't you? So there have been a couple of stories that I think are really important to share with you in regard to the DeMar Hamlin situation. Uh, and this is largely unrelated to the, uh, the Hamlin incident. Uh, this is the Wall Street Journal saying that over the last couple of years, uh, the third quarter of 2021 is when it began, they've seen a jump in other death claims unrelated to COVID-19. The Wall Street Journal said, these life insurance companies believe the fatalities are a result of delayed medical care and people's fear of leaving their house. If that's the case, though, you would expect these deaths to occur prior to the third quarter of 2021 because people aren't getting medical care. They're going to die before after the fact. They're going to die before, some after, but certainly before, before the vaccines, etc. Among the claims, according to Globe Life Finance Chief Frank Cioboda, were deaths from heart and circulatory issues and neurological disorders. Now, there's two things here, two things here that we can extract from that information. Number one, if you're taking heart and circulatory issues, stroke, neurological disorders, etc., and you're recategorizing them as COVID-19 deaths, then when they are recategorized as heart, stroke, and neurological disorders and problems, then it's going to be a spike in those numbers. Number two, heart, circulatory, and neurological issues are also three official problems that can be caused by a COVID-19 vaccine. Myocarditis, pericarditis, that's your heart issue. Circulatory issues like blood clots and neurological disorders. All of these things linked not indirectly, but directly to COVID-19 vaccines. For example, the New York Post reported an urgent warning to women under 40. A sharp rise in blood clots is occurring and you need to be aware. They say it's an unusual spike in blood clotting. The data was taken from 2017 to 2022 over that five-year period. Now, I think it's probably because and the reason they took the data from these five years, suddenly, when people were having these blood clots and it was becoming a, uh, a widespread thing, they took data from years prior when this didn't happen a lot to kind of lessen the blow of how many blood clots there actually were. Because I'm sure most of them were in 2021 to 2022. But nevertheless, the New York Post reported urgent warning for women under 40, a sharp rise in blood clots referred to as 
an unusual spike. How about the AstraZeneca vaccine? So dangerous, causing blood clots and in the brain, nonetheless, the European Union, a lot of European countries responded by banning AstraZeneca almost immediately. Johnson & Johnson was also halted in the United States because of blood clots. This was official mainstream medicine, mainstream news. Maybe they couldn't cover it up, or maybe this was to cover up other problems until those problems became so widespread that they couldn't cover those up. An article in 2018, this is interesting, an article in 2018 unrelated to COVID-19 from PubMed confirmed that one of the ingredients that is now in the mRNA vaccines, graphene oxide, can cause blood clotting and even immune cell responses in the body. Here's what the article said. Even though graphene oxide is made with the same atoms as our organs, tissue, and cells, its bidimensional nature causes unique interactions with blood proteins and biological membranes and can lead to severe effects like thrombogenicity and immune cell activation. Well, thrombogenicity is just a clever, fancy word for blood clotting. In other words, graphene oxide causes unique interactions with blood proteins and biological membranes, causing two things to happen, blood clots and your immune system, as they call it, to attack itself. Or essentially to destroy itself. This was in 2018. This has nothing to do with COVID-19 vaccines per se. Graphene oxide is one of the ingredients in these mRNA shots. And blood clotting and destruction of the immune system are two of the symptoms or side effects of graphene oxide exposure. That's not my opinion. That's not from a recent article. That's from something from five years ago. Graphene can also be magnetized through electric fields. If it's present inside the body, it can produce magnetism, similar to a field of study called magnetogenetics, which is where you can engineer protein crystals inside of the body to make your cells magnetic so they can be controlled externally and things could stick to your body magnetically. That doesn't mean everybody who got a vaccine has this. You know, it's probably like the golden ticket from Willy Wonka. A very few select people probably got the hardcore bioweapon, still millions. The rest of the people got saline or they got a regular vaccine or something like that. So that's speculation. But what's not speculation is that graphene oxide causes blood clot and the decimation of the immune system. What's not speculation is magnetogenetics. Magnetogenetics can make your cells Magnetic. So there are a couple examples. AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson, the New York Post warning about blood clots and graphene oxide causing blood clots. We could pull a lot more, but we don't have time. And those perhaps are the reasons why people are having circulatory issues. And those are some of the reasons why insurance companies have seen a spike in these non-COVID-19 related fatalities. Is it recategorization? Or is it because of a COVID-19 vaccine, which has an ingredient causing thrombogenicity and immune cell activation. Let's go on to the next one. The next one is neurological issues. That's one of the things the insurance companies are seeing, neurological disorders. Okay, 
2020-2021, an article about COVID-19 RNA-based vaccines and the risk of prion disease published in Microbiology and Infectious Disease. It described and talked about the folding of TDP-43 and FUS, which are proteins, into their pathologic prion conformation and how this is known to cause ALS, front temporal labor degeneration, Alzheimer's disease, and other neurological degenerative diseases. The journal reports the Pfizer RNA-based vaccine was only approved by the U.S. FDA under emergency use authorization without long-term safety data. The journal Microbiology and Infectious Disease must be spreading conspiracy theories because they said it was published, this, in this, this vaccine, not published, but it was approved in this publication. They said it was approved without long-term safety data. You don't need them to tell you that. Of course it was. It was within a couple of months. Hell, Pfizer... From what I've seen, Pfizer had a, uh, they had a patent. They had agreed with the NIH to patent these vaccines before you even heard of SARS-CoV-2. But that's prions disease, neurological disorders. And what's the other one that these insurance companies said was a problem? They said cardiovascular, heart, heart problems. I looked up a couple of articles about this. One is from JAMA, Journal of the American Medical Association. March 2nd, 2022. The other one is from PubMed.gov. This was published February of 2021. And both of these cases, vaccines had been available. A lot of people had already gotten vaccinated. Let's look at the earlier story first. Coronavirus disease 2019 and the athletic heart. Emerging perspectives on pathology risks and return to play. It says, cardiac injury with attendant negative prognostic implications is common among patients hospitalized with COV-19, COVID-19 infection. Whether cardiac injury, including myocarditis, also occurs with asymptomatic or mildly uh, mild severity, COVID-19 infection is uncertain. There is an ongoing concern about COVID-19-associated cardiac pathology among athletes because myocarditis is an important cause of sudden cardiac death during, ex- uh, during exercise. So this is a story. The couple of months after vaccines were rolled out, myocarditis is inflammation of the heart muscles. So this is like a swelling of the heart, severe damage to the heart. And here is PubMed.gov saying, in their own words, there's an ongoing concern that COVID-19 associated cardiac pathology, just associated. It's not that COVID-19 causes cardiac problems. They're saying it could cause these problems among athletes because of myocarditis. But then we learned in 2022, we also noted in 2021, but we learned for sure in 2022 with the release of those Pfizer documents that myocarditis, like blood clots, is an official side effect and a direct result of taking these vaccines. In other words, they tried to link COVID-19 to heart disease to take all the heart disease cases that came before COVID-19 from poor lifestyle decisions and say that's because of COVID to recategorize them. So when they're recategorized again, suddenly there's a spike in life insurance claims, which might have nothing and probably has nothing largely to do with vaccines. And so they can claim that COVID is causing these additional heart problems that are actually caused by the vaccine because many of them actually are, and that's not a refutable thing. So it's very deceptive. COVID-19-associated cardiac pathology among athletes. 
because myocarditis is a common thing athletes suffer from. Is it? Is a swollen heart something athletes routinely suffer from? Do athletes routinely drop dead? Do they usually do this on the field, on the court? I mean, certainly. This has happened before. In 1971, a very long time ago, uh, Detroit Lion Chuck Hughes had a fatal heart attack. Danish soccer player Christian Eriksen suffered a cardiac arrest in 2021. That might have been because of the vaccine. But definitely not Chris Pronger. Famous hockey player Chris Pronger got hit in the chest with a puck, went down. His heart stopped. That was in 1998. But then a more recent one in 2020, but really before the vaccines were widespread, Jay Bomeister collapsed on the bench. He bent forward to get a drink of water and he passed out. That's happened to me before. I haven't passed out, but you bend forward, the heart starts beating. Bomeister probably was not, uh, was not suffering from that because of a vaccine. Uh, Mark Vivian Foe in 2003, undiagnosed heart condition, collapsed while jogging across the field. So this has happened before. But it's not a common thing. Athletes routinely have myocarditis. Athletes are some of the healthiest people in the world. What do you mean they routinely have myocarditis? Now, they knew because they covered the Pfizer documents show they covered up these effects, myocarditis, pericarditis, blood clots, at, at the very least, those three conditions and prions disease. They knew about these four conditions at the very beginning. They knew before. So then they start crafting these stories. COVID-19 is causing the myocarditis. Ooh, COVID-19 is causing the pericarditis. Ooh, COVID-19 is causing the prions disease. COVID-19 is causing the heart attacks. COVID-19 is causing the lung problems. COVID-19 is causing the stroke. COVID-19 is causing diabetes, they even say. No, these are things that happened before COVID-19. And when they were exacerbated with the vaccine, which they without a doubt absolutely were, they start blaming it again on COVID-19, including things like back in 2020. Dr. Wolfgang Wodarg and Dr. Michael Yeadon, former Pfizer executive, said and said to the European Medicines Agency that these vaccines are likely to cause infertility. This is part of their, their letter, their statement. If you have a copy of that, it's section 11. If this were to be the case, they explain the details of it, then also it would prevent the formation of a placenta, which would result in vaccinated women essentially becoming infertile. They warned that in 2020, late 2020, because they looked at the vaccines. They knew what these things were doing. Now, you'll notice that a lot of stories that cover the menstrual problems or cover the, the fertility, they do two things. They blame it on COVID-19, first of all. And second of all, they say there, it doesn't affect the fetus. Ah, it doesn't affect the fetus. But does it affect the placenta? Well, yeah. Okay, well, if it affects the placenta, then you ain't got a baby. Same thing. Wordplay. Magic. Super deceptive. A CDC study was published in November of 2021. Here's the headline. Risk of stillbirth among women with and without COVID-19 at delivery hospitalization. It apparently, supposedly documented that the Delta variant caused stillbirth. NBC News reported that. Another study from Asuta Ashad or Ashdod University Hospital mentioned by the Jerusalem Post four days later suggested also that COVID-19 can enter the placenta and cause stillbirth. Really? Because that's what Michael Yeadon said about the COVID-19 vaccine being able to cause stillbirth by affecting the formation of the placenta. 
He warned about that. And then, well, a year later, here is Jerusalem Post and Asuta Ashdod University saying, it's actually not the vaccine. It's the virus getting in and causing the stillbirth. Ooh, magic again, huh? But wait, there's more. There's a lot more, actually. Fortune magazine, in 2022 in October, just a few months ago, published an article. The headline was this, Stroke, Heart Attack, Sudden Death, etc. Created an implied narrative that all of these problems, that's what the headline says, all these problems were created because of COVID-19. In fact, the headline, Strokes, Heart Attack, Sudden Death, etc., This headline created an implied narrative that, and these are all quotes, extreme dizziness, heart pounding, heart attack, myocarditis, pericarditis, blood clots, neurological cases, and type 1 diabetes. These are all things that, number one, are problems that affected people long before the virus and long before the vaccine. They're also things that, according to life insurance companies, we've seen spikes in. That's one, because of recategorization. And that's two, because vaccines do cause these problems. It's admitted from AstraZeneca. It's admitted from Pfizer. It's admitted in the documents that Pfizer tried to cover up. It's admitted by Johnson & Johnson. It's admitted by the mainstream media. Blood clots, pericarditis, myocarditis, and neurological issues. But Fortune writes this article that says, Oh, no, if you're dizzy... If your heart pounds, if you have a heart attack, if you have myocarditis, pericarditis, blood clots, or neurological cases, all the things that the insurance company said are spiking. Fortune went further. If you have type 1 diabetes, they're the result of a virus. Blood clot, myocarditis, pericarditis, neurological issues, all direct effects officially of the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines, even the non-mRNA vaccines. Researchers have noted, get this, hold on to your hats. Researchers have noted a troubling pattern of sudden cardiac death in athletes in the wake of the pandemic owing possibly to COVID-related heart complications, myocarditis, and pericarditis. So you notice in 2022 and in 2021, the other article I read you from PubMed, athletes are having lots of heart problems. Is that like a common thing, like besides, uh, what's his name, Chuck Hughes, besides, I know Chris Pronger, were people routinely dropping on soccer fields and football fields, etc.? Well, according to PubMed, it's a really common thing for athletes who have some of the healthiest hearts in the world to have myocarditis or pericarditis. According to Fortune magazine, if you have a stroke, a heart attack, Extreme dizziness, heart pounding, heart attack, myocarditis, pericarditis, blood clots, neurological cases, type 1 diabetes, uh, or even sudden death. These are all caused by a virus, not by a vaccine. And Fortune even said that they've noticed, and this is what the researchers they're quoting have noticed, a quote, troubling, this is a quote, okay, a troubling pattern of sudden cardiac death in athletes in the wake of the pandemic owing possibly to COVID-related heart complications. No, those are caused exclusively by the vaccine. So the bottom line is, they can tell you, and even if you don't see the videos of it, that this isn't a common thing. 
but Fortune Magazine, scientists, they've all noticed that athletes are dropping like this. So what do they do? They blame it on the virus. That, to me, sounds really dangerous. That, to me, sounds, well, speculative, because you don't know. Not to mention, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name, but Uche Nwaneri, former NFL player, 38 years old, uh, he died suddenly just a few days ago. Uh, he was, this was, uh, was this two Fridays ago, he's 38 years old, found dead in his home, or I think it was his wife's home, I think they said, in West Lafayette, Indiana, according to Lafayette Journal and Courier. Apparently, he was found unresponsive in a bedroom in her house at 1 a.m. He simply dropped to the ground, 38 years old. Preliminary results of the autopsy, according to the county coroner, Carrie Costello, indicate a possible heart attack pending toxicology results. This is a guy that wanted to mandate the vaccine. He said on Twitter, quote, protect life, mandate the vaccine, jail anyone who refuses to protect life. Well, then everybody working at Planned Parenthood should be jailed then, shouldn't they? So there's one NFL player recently who went down. Also, NBA legend John Stockton. When I play basketball, I looked up to John Stockton. He's a famous basketball player. He suggested that there are hundreds and hundreds of players that have gone down as a result of this, putting him into the category with Kyrie Irving, Aaron Rodgers, and several others. People like Tom Brady have not been adamant about the vaccine or not getting it, but he certainly wasn't wearing a mask. And I remember when Tom Brady walked into Raymond James Stadium for the Super Bowl. The Bucks had the home field for the Super Bowl uh, by chance. And I remember the media saying, oh my God, look, Tom Brady doesn't have a mask on. And did you hear he has a Trump hat in his locker? Like it's contraband or something. You're not allowed to have an opinion if you're an athlete, I guess, or the wrong opinion. Not to mention the fact that, ironically, the Monday Night Football game was on ABC. And ABC News has recently lost two top executive producers. Erica Gonzalez, a morning show producer at ABC 10 News San Diego, died last week suddenly. And unexpectedly, gone, just like that. They've also had another producer recently who passed away, Dax Tejera in New York. Both of them died around Christmas time. Both of them very young and look very healthy. Could be because of ABC's mandate for vaccines. Also, another gentleman died recently, a former NFL player, Demetrios Johnson. Although he was 61 years old, black man, probably had heart problems. That's the commonality in black folks. Uh, and he just died suddenly. Although uh, he was 61 years old, so maybe he didn't die that suddenly. People do die young. A couple of stories to keep in mind. The bottom line is, if you can't speculate, you can't have a free society. You can't freely think. If you can't think then you're basically under some form of mind control. If you can't speculate, you can't be a scientist. And if you're believing that only a vaccine can cause what happened to DeMar Hamlin, well, that's just as ignorant as saying that it definitely wasn't a vaccine from thousands of miles away on social media without knowing the details. And if it is a vaccine, then all of us need to know that it was a vaccine. But it's very unlikely they'll ever acknowledge that. 
But what I've shared with you tonight, I think, is hopefully enough for you. Hopefully it cured up some of your curiosities. It uh, alleviated those curiosities. I have a lot of questions myself. I don't know. There are a lot of other problems to deal with rather than one football player dropping over on the field. And we're going to continue to explore these and other subjects on The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday. Thank you so much for tuning in. Stay safe. Stay informed. Please share the show with others. I thought tonight's show was very well balanced to to the best of my ability. And I hope and I wish that other people could hear this. So please share it so uh, we can get some alternative perspectives on the left, right, middle of the ground, alternative, independent paradigm. Again, stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Have a good night, good morning, good evening, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. (laughs) 